Welcome everyone to the Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu podcast. I am here with Coach Anthony and a special guest today. Um, this episode that we're releasing now, I have emailed a few people about asking them to please be patient because it was something that people have asked about um, from a lot of our folks that I follow in the jiu-jitsu community. They've been more than open about this subject, which has been helpful. And it's essentially, well, it's a subject that is is a very difficult subject. And, and why it is, it's a typical explanation I give to people. If you break your arm, you have an obvious injury. And everyone, most people would agree, you got to get that looked at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a rash, depending on the location, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's like, I got this rash, you know, I got this broken arm. If you have a vision problem, if you have a tooth, if you have these, these medical ailments where people can see it and say, whoa, and most people are pretty are not very shy about these things and it can be identified and okay, we can get an x-ray, we can get blood work, or maybe we can just see it and we can treat it. And it, it's just right out, out there. And, and, and the other thing is, you know, that most people have gone through this. Hey, call Billy. He had the same type of neck problem. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You know, but there's something out there that so many people suffer with that I would argue is rising in um, frequency that you can't see. And not only do you have an inability to actually visualize this medical problem, but there is some type of social handcuff that keeps people from voicing this. I don't know if it's the internet trying to make everyone's life seem a lot better than what it actually is. I don't know if it's social expectations. Um, I think that the, the root of it can be debated for hours. But it's mental illness. And I'm not talking mental illness like schizophrenia, bipolar. I think those are even easier to talk about. But it's underlying depression and anxiety. And this is a tough subject for me. I'm not, I haven't been anybody that has really walked around depressed or sad. It just hasn't, isn't, it's not a part of me. It hasn't been. Um, I've dealt with one time, I think we've talked about it before, where I was feeling a little apathetic and right. sad. Yeah, we did talk about um, that. But there are a lot of people that suffer from this. Yeah, apathy is a really good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. This emptiness that they've never felt before. Um, and it leads into these panic attacks and we were coming back, my son and I were driving back and I had to say, like I had the best conversations with my son after jujitsu there. We've had tears, we've had laughs and we've had insight into things after practice. It's just an amazing time because you're already on an endorphin high, right? right? Yeah. You have a teenager who pretty much just grunts, farts and picks his nose and that's pretty much all teenagers do. Sure. But now they're opening up maybe because that endorphin high, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're feeling their life progress in a good, sometimes not, you know, sure. but you have these really good conversations. And he said something that I thought was just kind of, at first I thought was ridiculous. He said, I think this COVID thing is really getting to people. I said, well, what, what do you mean? This COVID thing's like, okay, genius. Like, what do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> He's like, I've noticed like I'm having more anxiety when people are on top, like pressure. 
And, mm-hmm. and he confessed to me, he's like, you know, the other night I like wanted to somebody to take my arm cause I didn't want the pressure anymore. I'm like, well, that, that's natural. You're going through jujitsu. That's a good lesson. Don't ever fucking do it again. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we were driving back again mm-hmm. and he goes, dad, I know it's stupid, but I really think I'm re- I saw some people tonight tap from pressure. I'm like, well, that's jujitsu, dude. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. But then I had some conversations with those same people. I think there's some underlinings. And so I, I know it sounds ridiculous. I know it's something that you would just laugh out. How can this translate? But I think that the underlying pressures of everything that we're going through, the rising rates of anxiety and depression, at least that I am seeing, are like translating themselves on the mat. So I don't know sure. if he I don't know if he hocus pocused my mind into thinking this. <laughs> he incepted you. He, I, he maybe. Incepted I don't that. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, why laugh it off? Is it possible? Maybe it is. Mm-hmm. But I also saw as people were returning to the mats, not just at our gym, but other places that we get to go to, um, there is a higher level of stress. Yeah. And more people have come to me behind closed doors talking about it. Mm-hmm. Should I go on medication? What's wrong with me? I've never experienced this before. Um, it's really, really strange time. And... I wanted to bring you guys together so we could talk a little bit about it because I've also seen some other posts uh, put by um, some folks out there. You know, thank God for jujitsu. It saved my life. You know, I was a teenage kid thinking about suicide. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. I think Tom DeBlas is, I don't know if he went through something like that, but I know he has said, if you're thinking about hurting yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, text me. It's out there. It's real. And I can tell you in the emergency department, my number of folks I'm seeing with mental illness, anxiety, depression has skyrocketed. Oh, sure. And I don't have data in front of me. Right. But I'm just telling you from my experience and from other people I've spoken to, not just in our state, but work all around the country, they're mm-hmm. seeing it. Yeah. And so I, why we have uh, Trey Gunter, Trey's one of our training partners, a really good training partner for me because he's a big guy. We need big guys, strong, former wrestler, right? Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into it, and I tell them exactly why this all kind of, how it developed, can you tell us a little bit about yourself so people kind of know about your training, your background? Sure, sure. sure. Um, let's see here. Like, you want to know like just a quick little bio? Kind yeah, of we don't thing? need blood type or anything, okay. but you know, right. just the right. just just the cliff notes. Maybe yeah. you don't. Just I'm a doctor. I know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so my name's Trey Gunner. I'm from uh, a little town outside of Birmingham, Alabama. I've been married to my wife, Melinda, now. Let's see here. It's Don't get this wrong. 13 years. <laughs> okay, nice. High school sweethearts, though. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah. we've nice. uh, been together for 20 years, so it's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, I have two little girls, 10 and 8, and I'm not from Middle Tennessee, right? Like yeah. the majority of us, mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. Um, we moved up here about eight years ago. And kind of my fitness journey, if you will, was uh, I was the fat kid, right? Yeah. I was the fat kid growing up. Then I started to learn about exercise, and I did all that stuff. And I started wrestling and started to get in shape. And then thought, well, why not try weightlifting? So I started doing some weightlifting, yeah. and, and that was pretty cool. And then I got hurt, and then I kept my weightlifting diet which was not clean oh, by any no. means. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I blew up, man. And yeah. uh, I'm about six foot tall, 5'11", six foot tall. 
and I got up to about 330 pounds of just soft pudge. Yeah. How old were you when that was happening? I was, I was between 23 and 25, I would say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I got real chunky. I got some great photos. And how old are you now? I'm 38. You're 38. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so then I discovered this CrossFit stuff mm-hmm. and did that for a little bit, had a little bit of success. Um, I have, I have some friends of mine, they, they always wait for me to bring up the story. But when, uh, my wife went in to go deliver Susanna, my first, mm-hmm. uh, I got hospitalized the next day. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, this is, this is pretty good. I got hospitalized the next day because I had acute pancreatitis Oh, and that sucked. Yeah. And uh, let's see here. Let me find this photo right here for you guys. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll have to there. find it and send it back because I can't find it now. It's, I don't want to eat up too much time. But it basically is man has child. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're getting discharged. I'm still in the in my room and I'm holding Susanna and Melinda looks like. She looks know, just fine. She just looks just fine and yeah. I'm just all fat and swollen. Oh, no. And it was at that kind of moment when I was like, man, I got to get this under control. That's like, your turning point there. Yeah, yeah. Like that was my first. So, so you, I'm, I'm guessing. So for those that don't know what pancreatitis is, your pancreas is pretty important. Mm-hmm. It, in fact, without it, it, you know, you'll die. It's a one type of cancer that even Steve Jobs couldn't buy his way out of. Correct. Yeah. Um, it's a very low survival rate for pancreatic cancer, but causes of pancreatitis um, usually is alcoholism. Um, the second leading one is what we call idiopathic. That means we don't know what the hell causes it. Mm-hmm. But the third is actually high lipids. Mm-hmm. So was it that your your lipid levels were so my, high? My triglycerides. Yep, that's were it. Eight thirty eight. Yeah. So that that'll you know we'll ch- we'll draw blood out of those people and it'll actually look white. Yeah, it was that's crazy. It was sick. It was real sick because yeah. I was sick. Yeah. Right. No doubt. Um, fast forward, uh, we moved up here. And I started trying to do CrossFit again, and it just kind of sucked for me because mm-hmm. I got sick of slamming balls and running in circles. Which sure, sure. Was not my jam. So I, I just started buying weight equipment and put it in my garage and built out a home gym. And because I spent the money, like I had to, I had to go use the stuff. That right? was your com- that was your commitment, right? Yeah. And I, because it was at my house, there it was always a convenience. Yeah, right. 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 There was no excuses. And so I learned that if I just, you know, I've tried different programs and different things like that, but if I just slowly chip away consistently, yeah, great things will happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Kaizen. That's right. It's the whole Kaizen <laughs> thing. And so, so that was, that was awesome. Something that I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to be able to do jujitsu, especially, I mean, being from Alabama, there was not a lot of jujitsu where, you know, where I am from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of discovered it. And started following it. I mean, I used to watch Grappler's Quest videos. On oh, really? Yeah. like I Without was, being a practitioner? Correct. Oh, that's crazy. Total okay. fangirl. Like okay. Total fangirl. <laughs> and I just never had the opportunity to do it. And part of it is because my job required me to travel, man. I was like gone all the time. Right. right. And so that's a recipe for disaster with your health. It sucks, especially when like a total recipe for disaster for not being able to do jujitsu and also not being able to get in shape is when you travel all the time. You move your family from where home is, and you have kids in diapers. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, you think you get to do any? I mean, I had no shot, right? I had nothing that I could. No free time. I had no free time. Yeah, and even if I did want to have the free time, that meant that I was actively choosing to not spend it with my family. 
That sounds like an argument I just had last week. Right. But I mean, there's truth to it. So. Yep. Um, so I digress. Uh, you know, I was I was I was thankful to to learn about Gracie Baja and Spring Hill and being able to go. I actually found out about it from Uber. Really? Yeah. From Uber. Of all found places. out about it from Uber and uh, and I came and man, it's just it's the best. Did you just yeah. see it on the Uber? I think it was just a sticker on the Uber on the the driver's thing. I was oh, like, okay, oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Kind of cool. Right. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I knew what Gracie Baja was, but I didn't know what the difference. What, between Gracie Baja and any of the other yeah, sure. things, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, it truly has been a, a form of therapy for me. Yeah. No, no. And you've been training for how long? Almost a year. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, almost a year. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's a really amazing story to hear about somebody's transformation like that. It's It's been... And the fact that you fell into this hole. Mm-hmm. So you're a pretty overweight kid, you're saying. Yeah, so I was... No, no. I was the fat kid. Okay. There's a difference. We can those of us that were can speak of it. Right, right. Gotcha. As a fat kid, yeah. Okay. A family was like that too. Was your all family all? Yeah. You know, I don't exactly have the greatest uh, family health story. Okay. Uh, and what I mean by that is, no one was ever really like really healthy and in shape. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, but my family was never really overly sick either. Okay. Right? Okay. But my mom's adopted, so we don't know anything about her. Gotcha, side. gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So you kind of went from there, you got in shape, <clears throat> things fell apart, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you had this breaking moment or this low point where you said, hey, I got to do something. I got to do something, yeah. So I've had to do that a couple times in my life. Yeah. I've gotten to the point where it's like, man, what I'm doing isn't working, mm-hmm. so something's got to change. Because yeah. doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different outcome, is considered what it's... Uh, Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. If that's true, then I guess I should try something different. Yeah. Right. But it always, it always, and I know this isn't on topic, but it always, and I can't answer this question. And this is something that's brought up quite a bit by by my oldest. Why do some people make that realization and other people don't? And I don't, I don't have an answer because I don't think that people like yourself, or maybe you do, I don't know. uh, my, My experience is, when people make that realize what's going on, they make a change. Mm-hmm. I don't think they realize how rare that actually is mm. because at least the majority of, and I might be biased because mm-hmm. of the po- patient population that I see, mm-hmm. but I think that's a really rare thing mm. because people do continue to look into the refrigerator for something that's not there. That's what, that's why I always call it. It's the sure. same exact yeah. phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You ever woken up, you look in the refrigerator and anything there, shut it. And you think the refrigerator fairy put something in <laughs> yeah. while you went to the cupboard yeah. and came back. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah. Sure. You just looked in there. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like what you're saying. You're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. And there's certain people that realize like yourself and they say, hey, I need to make a change. I need to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not a fix. It's an adjustment. And Mm -hmm. then things sometimes go bad and you have to make another adjustment. But there's some people that never realize that. And I don't know why what's, but people need to realize that is something special to be able to recognize that and make that adjustment. We're creatures of habit though. I mean, wouldn't you agree that as as human beings, we're creatures of habit. So you get into your bad habits because they're easy. Right. It's easy to sit on the couch. It's easy to eat Doritos. You know, you have to actually make yourself, unless you really enjoy it. Like my wife loves lifting weights. Mm. I hate it. I don't like lifting weights at all. I love jujitsu. <laughs> and I'll do jujitsu, boxing, whatever. But when she says let's lift weights, I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. fine. But it's just uh, you got to break that cycle. And do I you, think that's the hard part. Do you think that it's a combination of that also with the fact that people are scared to fail? 
Oh, oh absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So if you think about it, you can really talk yourself out of anything because yeah. you're going to fail. Yeah. I, I, I think it's that. I also think that, um, you know, Jordan Peterson has a chapter in one of his books, 12 Rules for Life, that says, and I got this chapter wrong. I'm going to butcher it. But basically it says, um, try, don't lie, but always tell the truth or something, mm-hmm. something along those lines. But basically what the, the point of the chapter is, if you can, if you lie to yourself your whole life, you can't be honest with yourself later on. If you Ever. lie to other, so you know what's the ethical, what's the ethical um, importance of telling the truth? Mm. Well, we can debate that back and forth. Um, is there really any ethics in telling the truth? Do I look fat in this dress? No, you look wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is that a lie? Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the point is, it damages you the more you lie. So yeah. one day when you get and you see yourself and you look in the mirror, mm-hmm. you don't rationalize it and blame it on everything else. Yeah. You say, I'm responsible for this. I need to go out. And then the fear of failure. If the fear is great enough, you'll rationalize your way out of that. You'll continue to lie to yourself and you go nowhere. You keep going downhill. Um, So, um, you know, so you came to jiu-jitsu, which I I can't tell you how happy I am that you're at the academy because it makes a world of difference. Uh, For my training, it's huge. Cool. Um, Thank you. I don't know what I'm doing. No, no, no. (laughs) You're big and strong. I'm trying to survive. You're big and strong and you're you're not stupid. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're you're a good training partner. Yeah, great training partner. Cool. So, um, we were talking, for full disclosure, so we're talking and we were talking about the podcast and... um, and I said, you know, one of the things that we, I, I can't remember if I brought up the subject of what this next uh, podcast was going to be on, but then you had mentioned something to me that something I've heard from other people, not just you mm-hmm. that, yeah, you know, I've never suffered from there. Something happened a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I've, I went through this thing I've, I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. Do you feel comfortable just talking about yeah, that? Because yeah, yeah. so, so it's funny. I've kind of done some introspection based off from our conversation the other day. And what I kind of realized was one, well, let me back up. So I've dealt with depression, which is kind of weird for me to say, because I'm not a a depressed person. Like I'm a pretty, I'm a hard, like what I would call like a hard charger, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to figure something out. I'll put my nose to the grind and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. So like, I like to lift weights Mm -hmm. because I don't have to think. Sure. I write down, this is the exercise, this is the weight, this many times. Mm-hmm. And I just got to do that. Yeah. So for me, it's like a mental break. Right. Right. Jiu-jitsu is kind of that way as well, where it's like, I just need to survive. Right. I shut my brain off. The thinking brain. Yeah. Right. right? So switch modes. Yeah, switch modes. So mm-hmm. where I'm going with this is, I, I never once ever really felt like I was awake until probably I was hospitalized. And gotcha. that mortality is real. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, I need to be more present. Right? Sure. So I, so I kind of think of it as like a pendulum. Mm-hmm. I start out in my young life. I'm going, the, you know, the, the ball swinging down the pendulum. I have this moment that I finally wake up. Mm-hmm. Well, now I realize I'm awake, so I start thinking about being awake, which then means I start to have anxiety because I realize I was never awake before. Right. Uh, right? So now okay. I got to think, man, I was never thinking. Now I'm thinking. Now I got to think ahead. Right. Yeah. So the pendulum swing starts to go up. Is it an analogy? Yeah. Does that make, does mm-hmm. that make sense? It makes, makes perfect sense. Okay. Yes. So if I first started to have kind of the realization that I have or I've had anxiety from that mm-hmm. when I realized I only have one life, I, I'm responsible for me. Right. Which means I have to do something for me to be around tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
time goes on and we had we had a couple things happen a couple years ago with with one of my girls and it really created more anxiety with us and it it, it was tough right mm-hmm. well then 2017 2000 no 2009 2019 that's the worst year of my life mm. oh wow and i'm talking to you in 2020 i was about to say yeah right <laughs> this ain't nothing compared to last year so wow. last, so last year it started out the third day of the month i sliced my hand wide open mm. so i'm down to one hand right which is not cool right my daughter has to have three surgeries before march oh wow oh god uh, my house floods. My mother-in-law gets cancer. Has to have a double mastectomy. Jesus. Melinda had to have surgery. I tore my bicep. I remember the because when I met you, your bicep was jacked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's when I remember. Like you, everything yeah. that could go wrong was kind of going wrong. Yeah, and it really sucked. Right. Yeah. Well, I got into a depressed state. Yeah. Okay. And actually, I take that back. I actually got into a depressed state. Two years prior, that's right, 2017. I okay. got, I, so I had some professional stuff happen. Ended up quitting my job. I had two house payments, no income. Mm. I was just able to make it work because we were able to save up some money. Gotcha. Like, it sucked. Yeah. I didn't have a job. I mean, it, it was really scary, right? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, I just yeah, felt sure. really bad about myself. And you probably, I, I mean, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm wondering the dynamics in your house because I know if I was in that situation, I would have to have the face of everything's cool. Don't sweat it. What are you worried about? Everything's me? all right. Yeah. Like, no, I don't wife. live my life that way. Oh, okay. No, so, 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 so yeah. your, your wife was, was oh. how was your wife handling it? Because what I'm saying is that yeah. I know my wife would be, I need to start working. I need to do this. I need to do mm-hmm. that. And I'd be like, calm down. Yep. I've got it handled all inside. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm assuming you were the, the only income. Correct. Writer. Correct. Yeah. I, okay. I was the, I was the breadwinner. So mm-hmm. a couple of, a couple of cool things happened through that. Okay. One, my wife's name is Melinda. Melinda never did that. Okay. She never freaked out. I'm not gonna say she didn't freak out. Yeah. She never put the pressure on me to go fix it. Sure. Right. Which was cool. And I think part of it is because she knows that's what I'm dealing with inside already. Yeah. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. She knew yeah. you well enough to not yeah. put more on top. Right. Of it. Even though you both know the situation. We know, we know the situation, but it was not necessarily my fault. Right. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was really cool that my teammate was my teammate. Yeah. Right. The second really cool thing that happened is I didn't realize this about her, but she's like pretty creative. Mm-hmm. And so when I stopped working, she was she started making these door hangers, like okay. decorative yeah. door hangers, mm-hmm. and she was painting them, and she set up these little booths, and then she got into where she was getting furniture and like upcycling stuff. Oh, wow. Well, she started hustling. She started hustling, but yeah. she was just kind of, I think she was showing her stress or working her stress out in a creative fashion. Gotcha. I Very didn't know nice. She had. Wow. After yeah. all that time, too. It was really, really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. So That's awesome. So, so fast forward that, you know, that happened, no big deal. Mm -hmm. That was tough, but that wasn't that tough. But then last year happened and it was like, man, this is snowball. I don't know what the freak to do. Right. Right. So then I went and got on some meds Mm -hmm. and life was like beige. Yeah. Everything in life was beige. And that's not like, that's not me. That's not who I am. Like all the passion got sucked out. Man, food was as exciting like, th- life tasted like 
a room temperature unsalted French fry. Oh wow! So just nothing good, nothing bad. It just it, it existed. <laughs> that is what life was. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I've heard it described a lot of things. Never a room temperature unsalted French fry. Think about that. That's yeah, it's yeah. pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, there's sustenance, yeah. but that's about it. Well, I just you know I got on the meds and it just didn't do it didn't do me really any good. Yeah, and yeah. and I just told my doctor I was like, man, I got to get off this. This is not this is not good for me. This yeah, is right, not healthy. Right, right, right. And um, and a, a couple of cool things happened over time um one is i have a friend of mine named audra uh she lives out in california and we talked about anxiety Mm -hmm. um because my daughter was really starting to have anxiety issues and she said you just need to think about the term the word halt she's like anxiety Uh is triggered usually by halt and halt Mm h-a-l-t hunger alcohol loneliness tiredness gotcha okay it's true. Yeah. You know, if you get hungry, like I, man, I get hangry. Yep, right? Yeah. Same. Blood sugar <laughs> drops. I start freaking out. I'm worried about where I'm going to get my next meal because I just need to walk to the refrigerator and fix yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Just have a little more forethought. Sure. Drink too much. Same deal. Right. You yeah. get lonely. Same deal. Tiredness. You don't take yeah. care of yourself. You know, you keep going and going and going. I'm a, I'm a doer. I'm a goer. Like yeah. I have to constantly be doing stuff. But if I don't rest. Sure. It does me no good. Right. Yeah. So the mind heals. That's right. So, um, let's see here. So, so, so she told me about the halt stuff and I got to tell you, it's done wonders for me. It's done wonders for us. Yeah. Um, y'all remember halt. Don't forget that. Write that down. Yeah, that's good. Um, where was I going with that? So, yeah. So, so the depression stuff, I just, I got off the meds and then I realized a couple of things. I like, I, I self-assessed that I need certain things to be happening for me to be in a good headspace. Right. Okay. okay. I need to have consistent forms of exercise. Mm-hmm. Like I have to. Yeah. If I don't, my mind is just wrecked, which is kind of weird because people don't think of it that way, but it is true. Like in, when I was yeah. talking about earlier, I shut my brain off. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the therapy. Yeah, it I is. I feel like yeah. that I'm able to stop thinking about the stuff that I really maybe don't need to think about. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just take a breather, take a rest, and then and then kind of restart, right? Yeah. Um, so it affect it, to me like depression affected me mentally, it affected me physically, and it affected me spiritually, mm-hmm. right? From a from a physical standpoint, I was lethargic, mm-hmm. I was tired, I made excuses why I didn't do things. Like you were talking about earlier, as soon as you get through rolling, like your endorphins and stuff are firing, you oh, feel yeah. great, like yeah. yeah, everything is almost like in a flow state. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I why, feel on top why would of the world. you not yeah. want to be there all the time? Yeah. Yeah. And and I've heard I've heard um, it described. I mentioned it before. Dracolino said, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why I train every day is because I've never trained and felt bad afterwards. Yeah. Even when your body's been re- like when I messed my ribs up a couple of weeks ago, it was still great. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. And, yeah. and, and I rather have an injured body and a clear mind. Yes. And a clear spirit. And the clear ability to, to be a better, I mean, better everything mm-hmm. and be injured. I'm okay with that. Yep. I'm okay with limping. You still live life injured. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's either going to be in my awesome knee life. or it's going to be in my gut. Yeah. So I'd rather it just be in my knee mm-hmm. and be clear-minded. Yep. Yeah. So. You're not going to be 100% either way. 
No. You're either going to be on the one of the spectrum where you're hurt because you're making your body stronger or you're hurt because you're being lethargic and you're yeah. putting crap in your body. Yeah. So you can't just say, oh, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be 100%. Because I've heard people say that. Like, I don't want to train because I get hurt and then I, I just want to be at 100%. You know, I'm like, how? How are you at 100%? Yeah, Explain man, I'd like to meet the guy that's at 100% all the time. Yeah. Just yeah. to figure out how you do that. Yeah, because that'd be wonderful. Secret sauce. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> So uh, that, that's that that's interesting. That's uh, you know that's that is first of all you have an incredible amount of insight to be able to do that. So that's really really important. Cool. Thank you. Um, that that came along, and I'm glad that you found jujitsu, and that was kind of your tool to feeling that way. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people it is. Um, I think that you know the sport itself has gone through um, its phases. Mm-hmm. You know when I think when jujitsu first came to the states. And I'm generalizing, but you had a lot of meatheads. That was like a meathead group, right? Yeah, looking for blood sport. Yeah, yeah. And so those guys inherently have their own mental disorders. I mean, you typically don't get to that stage. and Yeah, if you hear some whimpering in the background, Baxter is asleep (laughs) and he's having a dream right now. Um, I think he's chasing rabbits in his dream. But anyway. He's happy, though. Yeah, he's a happy dog. Yeah, tail's wagging, so. Um, So, you know, you have that group of mental disorders that come with that. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, you don't. You know, I didn't, I think the thing that gravitated me to fight, I didn't have a great childhood. You know, I had an abusive father. Um, I had a, you know, not, not the ideal situation, mm-hmm. but what you would think of as the ideal situation. I'm glad it was, it made me who I am, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you have a group of people that are like that. Mm-hmm. And so they have their own group. Of, they only have their mess of, of demons that they're dealing with, which mm-hmm. I think fighting helps you deal with those. Yeah. And then we had the transition from just the meatheads to the meatheads and the athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, now you have people that may not necessarily be a fighter at heart, but they love the sport. They're attracted to the sport and, you know, they have their own set of demons too. Yeah. And now we we're going into that phase of jujitsu for everyone. And I promised my wife, I wouldn't say housewives, um, or house moms, uh, just house moms and dads, house moms and dad. people that aren't necessarily out in the workforce, mm-hmm. but they go with their kids. They say, wow, this is fun. I want to do it too. Yeah. And guess what? They have their own demons too. Everybody, 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 every single person. <laughs> and so everybody, everybody does. And um, I don't know that. So your situation is a lot different. Um, but I, I, I don't know if, like I mentioned earlier, is it the rise of social media and the false expectation that you're supposed to be, quote, happy all the time? I don't know if it is the social um, stress, the the racial stress that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the political. I mean, I don't know if it's fear. I've never been in a time where people have more fear of saying that they're a conservative than in any other time. I have friends Mm. that they won't say that they're a conservative. Yeah. In fear that this is going to lead to an argument or fear (laughs) that a friend, they're not going to be friends with this person anymore. Mm Um. I, I don't know if it is being cooped up in our house and fears of new diseases. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a separation from social interaction that people have had. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, people don't think that these things have effects. Oh, they have effects. They have effects. Oh, Just yeah. like sunlight has effects yeah. on your skin, mm-hmm. which believe it or not, guys, this is a new concept. You know, skin cancer is a relatively new concept. Mm. You know, I mean, when did we start wearing sunblock? In the 80s? 30 years ago or something like that? Yeah. Do you think in the 60s, if I told you that sun is going to give you cancer, you would even believe me? No. No. So there's a lot of things that go on that we don't see that actually have physical effects on us. Right. 
and I, I'm not, I, I don't want to come and try to figure out what the, what it is, but the, I mean, to say that it doesn't exist is, is ignorant. Right. In my opinion mm-hmm. right now. Um, what, what, what about you coach? As far as, you know, have you dealt with any degree of depression? Have you oh, noticed yeah. things changing recently? Sure. Um, I wouldn't say so much recently just because I, I figured out a long time ago, well, not maybe not a long time ago, but several years ago, like how to get in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife will tell you right now, like jujitsu is like the number one thing. You know, I've been doing this, what, seven years now? And she knows if I haven't been to jujitsu, like I think I missed like three weeks or something like that. Uh, recently, we, we talked about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, she just looks at me and she says, you just you just need to go, mm-hmm. you know, um, because like I said, you get hangry, you get all those things. Mm-hmm. Everything compounds into this like just I turn into a monster mm-hmm. you know I'm not I'm snappy you know I'm not as nice as I generally think that I am mm-hmm. um, you know and I start getting in my head and I, and I live there and um, it's like when I was talking to a professor when I come back off that break um, you know once I get on the mats I feel great I feel fine but if I don't go then I start like beating myself up oh, yeah. like you know I, you're just you're wasting your time not doing anything or you know like I have the gym at the house too mm-hmm. just you know same setup and you know I don't don't use it or whatever and it's like oh, I'll use it tomorrow and then you get in this really bad habit of just like just being an idiot I mean there's no other way to say it because all the tools are there mm-hmm. for you to take, sure. take advantage of and you just don't do it um, so you know like growing up as a kid it was the same thing through wrestling or whatever um, I get in my head about stuff you lose a match you don't do you don't you don't perform to your expectations mm-hmm. or to somebody else's expectations um or maybe what you think their expectations are um like my dad was always there for like every game you know mm-hmm. whatever so it's like you don't want to disappoint them you don't want to disappoint your friends your teammates for wrestling even mm-hmm. though it's an individual sport you still depend on each other and right. then, you know at tournaments and stuff like that you have um you have team points that yeah. you know for yeah. that but anyway long story short um so yeah, there was there was even times like when I was younger that I even debated like suicide. So which I didn't mm. tell a lot of people about that, but um, you know, trying to find something that would put you in a better headspace, like yeah. um, was like super important to me because I, I didn't want to do the medication thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my first marriage, my wife had told me she was like, maybe you need to do meds or whatever because she had she'd taken them or whatnot, and I uh, refused. I was like, you know, meds are for like. I had a really negative opinion of it Mm -hmm. um, just because of the people that I did know that were on them were people that, you know, like, you know, my ex-wife at the time, like, I didn't want to act like they were acting. And it's because, like you said, everything was beige, you know, you weren't super happy. You couldn't, you couldn't uh, achieve those emotions because like the medication stopped you from, yeah, it stops the bad stuff, but it doesn't allow you to get the good stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's where I needed to find something that would allow me to do that. And that's where jujitsu for me was like, it puts you on pause, switch your mode. You know, it's uh, we call it you know human chess. So it's right. like you're still thinking, it's still critical thinking, but you're not thinking about like oh, work sucked today. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my wife are fighting, or you know my girlfriend's mad at me, or whatever. It's like you're just worried about the dude or the chick in front of you trying to kill you. That's right. Yeah. And you know that yeah. that for me put me in a good place, and then <clears throat> excuse me. Then I kind of learned of you know how to balance my life better, right. how to manage my expectations mm-hmm. better, um, you know, and that's kind of really what helped me. So when people yeah. say like, "Oh, jujitsu saved my life," I understand it. I've never said that, and I don't, I don't think I would say that per se. But jujitsu helped me learn how to manage my emotions yeah. better. Yeah. It definitely has a way of doing thought interruption, and I always yeah. describe that as if you're in a fight with, you know, with your wife, or you're having an issue, or you want to write that angry, angry email. 
and you have thought interruption in any form yeah. it is it is so incredibly important because that problem's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I know we always feel like it is, mm-hmm. but it's not going anywhere. It'll still be there and you're going to have a different light to look at it. And I can't tell you, you know, I get into an argument with Amy, some time goes by, we do something and we're laughing and we're good. And if, and then we, then we, then we address it, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you were being an asshole or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. usually the case. Yeah. You said something really interesting though. Mm-hmm. You said something about other people's expectation. Yeah. And I think that that's a killer when it comes to dealing with depression and anxiety because you're not supposed to be depressed or anxious. Yeah. And so people have a reluctancy or it's almost like they're trying to fill everyone's expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're holding some type of, um, I guess as a double, it doesn't matter if you're in a position of some type of authority or wherever you are, or if you're somebody climbing up the ladder, no matter where you are, yeah. the ladder person doesn't want to look weak. The person of authority doesn't want to look weak. Yeah. And what we're forgetting is this state of being, whether it's the blues or severe enough to be major depression, because I think it's on a spectrum. I, I would, I, yeah, I would agree with that because I, isn't that part of the human existence? Yeah. We're all different and yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're all going to process information differently. Right. We're all going to execute things differently. So I would have to say that it has to be a spectrum. Right. But so, so if it's something that happens naturally, you know, what happened to the ability to say, coach, I'm not feeling well, man. Yeah. I'm not doing well. I don't know what the solution is, mm-hmm. but I can tell you talking helps a lot more than keeping it bottled it sure up does. because then when I don't know, show up to practice next thing, you know, I have somebody in my front yard, you know, my driveway saying, dude, come on, let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go asshole. Like, professor mm-hmm. like goes and knocks on people's door. If you've been like missing for a while. So that's one thing I love about yeah. him. Like when the new guys had started, I remember he went to, to some, I think it was Michael's house or somebody like that. And it was like, Hey, you know, where have you been? <laughs> kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't remember if it was Michael specifically or, or maybe he was telling yeah. me about it, but you know, that's the, that's the fun thing about having people keep you accountable, yeah, you right. know? And that goes back to what I talked about on the last podcast, but being honest, yep. you know, you gotta be honest with yourself. And you'd mentioned that earlier in this podcast is, you know, you have to be able to say like, Hey, something's wrong mm-hmm. or, you know, just talk about, talk about your feelings. You know, I think as men in society, we're kind of brought up to not really do that and you know it's not it's not macho to say like yeah you know i kind of want to cry right now you know nobody wants to say that but at the end of the day like you kind of just need to get that shit off your chest you do man and you know what there's nothing wrong with a little humility you know yes exactly so i think that as a as a leader i feel like i'm a leader i've got a couple businesses i got people that work with me and they're kind of dependent on me to right yeah. do things i mean you have a family i got a family yeah. right yeah. i mean i feel like i've got we all have got little spheres of influence where we have got some sort of a leadership role yeah and man i feel like the best leaders are always the most humble yeah, yeah very right? true and yeah. they're gonna be honest and they're gonna tell you like we're gonna we're about to go through some really deep waters yeah we'll yeah. make it through but it's, it's gonna be hairy right yeah well, I've always respected people that are going to be real and honest over someone that tells me what they think I want to hear. Yeah. You know? Well, we're going to keep with that thought because okay. leadership, I want to talk about that as soon as, as soon as we get back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to lose track of that mm-hmm. because that, that goes into like the second half, the second part of this whole depression, jujitsu and everything like that. Cool. Um, because I know people aren't here to learn how to do arm bars. At least they listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not how to do that. Yeah. But it's more about how do I apply? How do I, how do I become better today than I was yesterday? Mm-hmm. And we're going to take our break here and we are actually going to sample. We got Jocko's Palmar all natural sugar-free keto 
energy drinks. So I don't know if you, it's called Go. And I'm a big Jocko guy. Yeah. Yeah, like big Jocko, Jocko guy. Um, he's just absolutely amazing. Um, and I try all of his products. Um, if he puts it out, it's like anybody that support, like um, uh, as I mentioned um, in the intro about, um, uh, oh God, Chris's band. It's slipping my mind right now. Oh, Moonhead. Moonhead. Yeah, Moonhead. Jimmy Moonhead. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, Moonhead. You know, even if, you know, you guys do or don't like that type of music, please check them out because just supporting the people in our community with like-minded interest. And so Jocko somebody I think has done an amazing, uh, just man, what an influence, mm -hmm. what an incredible influence on so many different people. Yep. And I hope more people with his background come out, um, and start taking a leadership position like he did in so many different facets, not just podcasting. Obviously, mm -hmm. I think our government needs more. Uh, ex-military guys in there but anyways um and i'm a big supporter so i mean uh, i use a lot of his products if he if he cranks something out i usually buy it yeah uh, just to be a supporter so we got three of these go drinks we're going to try them here we're going to give you our little assessment i know drinking on a podcast is not something anyone wants to hear but this is uh this is a physical and cognitive force multiplier we have the iced tea lemonade um, mixture here. Trey, do you see what are some ingredients that we got here? We got um, my eyes are old. Yeah, other ingredients filtered carbonated water, natural flavor, citric acid, like big one right here, monk fruit extra. Monk yeah, fruit. so that's for sweetness, I believe. It's got 95 milligrams of caffeine per serving. Got B6, B12, choline, magnesium. And then, uh, yeah, you got your L carnitine, caffeine, alpha GPC. So GFC. essentially, the stimulant is caffeine, right? Am I getting right on that? Yep, that's what I I'm don't getting. see. Ninety-five anything. milligrams of caffeine. Okay. There's, yeah. yeah, there's no sugar. And I will say, Jocko's... don't do not feel obligated to drink the whole thing. <laughs> Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership. Do you ever read that? To mm. discipline. To discipline. Absolutely. Okay, so first off, I yeah. gotta admit, I don't understand some of the namings of the supplements. Okay. Like. Palmer, Palmer. It's what? a, it's an Arnold Palmer. It's iced tea lemonade. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I got the protein stuff, Malk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's how he pronounces it. Okay. That ah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. he jokes. You know how you like. Yeah, yeah he's he kind of. Yeah. 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 Um. All right, I'll go last. Okay. Um, coach, you go first. What's your? Oh, oh you're gonna throw me in. Yeah, there yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll say it does taste like an Arnold Palmer mixed with. A very, very light Red Bull to me. Because uh, I feel like Red Bull has like that sweet, tarty kind of taste. Mm -hmm. And I get that off the back end of this. Um, mm, I could drink You're right. This. God could... damn, that was a good assessment. Thank you. I appreciate that. Was that was way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> you're welcome. I saved you from, from your assessment. Uh, I could definitely drink this. Um, you know, it, it, I like energy drinks. Uh, well, right. I'll take the back. I like like Red Bull. I don't like certain ones. Um like there's a, a, a cotton candy one out there. Yeah, I'm not going to start naming <laughs> other drinks. I will. That's bang. That is bang. That is bang. Um, I like bangs, but the cotton candy one is god awful. Yeah, I can't do those, man. I'm okay. just not. I don't know. But anyway, that's my assessment. It tastes good. Uh, if you like Red Bull, um, it has that same aftertaste. And um, oh, the other one is uh, Kill Cliff. It's very similar oh, okay. to a Kill Cliff. It okay. does have a little Kill Cliff. Thing. Yeah, I haven't so, had that one. But yeah. Trey, what do you think? Um. First off, I do have a question though. Yeah. Well, what's the deal with cotton candy? Why do people like it? As soon as it goes in your mouth, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> the 
it tastes like life, man. It's like you get it's, something good and then it's gone. You know, what it you, is? Know, you work hard I, for it. I, I and... don't think it's a thing. I think it's the, the, like the, it's it's a kids love it because of that and because yeah. they get to carry around this giant. Do you go to Japan? I'm Co- not, man. Oh my god, they have these cotton candy things. They're big. I have a picture of it with Eli. I should put it on the. Oh, yeah. It's bigger than him. <laughs> really? It's, oh, it's it's ridiculous. They do things. Awesome. They they're so fucked up in Japan. I want to go. Really, it's bad. amazing. I want to go to Japan. They do things bad. like some of the shit that I saw there. Mm-hmm. They have like areas where girls dress up just as anime. Yeah, characters like a district. Like it's like a part yeah. of town. Yeah, like uh, um, it was like Chinatown in San Francisco. Yeah, well, is like th- there's two different ones. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they have a huge electric city. I forget what the actual name mm-hmm. of it is. Yeah. So they had it there, but they also had it in Kyoto. And so Kyoto used to be the the capital of Japan back okay. in the day, and they had like these. <clears throat> it was it was probably one of the most memorable nights I, I've ever had of my oh. life. Walking up and down the geisha alleys and mm-hmm. seeing all it was just amazing. But they had one club that was there where the girls would stand outside. Uh-huh. It, it was fucking bizarre. And like dressed up like yeah, like it's like video it, game they try to yeah they try to fit everyone's fantasy. Wow, but not to a not Aki to Hub- a, a pornographic degree. Akihabara. Yes. Akihabara, yeah, yeah Electric yeah, City, that's yeah, it. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Sean Jamie. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah Akihabara, yeah. and that place is, you go there and you think that you are in Blade Runner. Really? It is. I'm booking a trip. I I, I'm not over exaggerating <laughs> this shit either. We went into a building, it had to be 12 stories high, and, and we're like, we saw Alienware. It was like on the fourth or fifth floor. So we go our way up there. All it is is a dark room huge with computers set up and they're all alienware and it looks super clean and like wow and i'm like how does this place make any money like what's the purpose what of it being purpose? here yeah. well you go in you start playing video games and they don't charge you oh what it was almost like you're sampling the different computers that you have I'm, I'm not making this shit up it was it was so it, it was do they have they love claw games yeah that is true. Okay, I do know that. Claw games everywhere. It's like their it's like their slot machines. Well, wow. Pachingo is like their slot machines, mm-hmm. okay. but they're everywhere. Well, we're in this one, and I think I've told this story before, but we're we're in this one, and the kids are all wanting to play, and everything. and I notice like these guys are coming in, and they're going downstairs. I mean, a lot of guys, mm-hmm. business suits, they're all coming in. They're going downstairs. I'm like, what, what's going on down there? Mm-hmm. And so I go down. It is. An anime porn shop that was bigger than our academy. What? What? It was. <laughs> it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And so I'm like, Amy, 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 Amy. I come grab her. You gotta see this. You gotta see this. Anime boobs all over the place. Wow. Like just different. Oh my god! So I take her down there. She starts picking them up. She's like, "Oh, you might like this one. You might like this one." I'm like, "Put those back." <laughs> and she's like, "I was just trying, you know, like." Yeah. You have a good experience. Get something from Japan, a souvenir. Sure, yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. like, no, the line's too long. <laughs> and so then my 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 um, my sister-in-law actually takes Jackson down there. Oh He's like, I felt kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, that's just one little example. They would have um, figurine shops the size of Toys R Us. Really? multiple like you would go into these toy stores and they were built like oh you want to see that it's on the seventh level wow. i mean it was i guess it makes sense because everything there has to go up right because yeah. they can't yeah. build out right yeah. right right wow but they would have posters that would cover the whole side of a, of a skyscraper like building would just be anime stuff that's crazy that's, that's... 
they love their. There's just yeah. it's. It I was, guess they did kind of create anime though, right? Yeah, like it's that their thing. Of, that is know. their jam. Yeah, makes sense. We went to some arcades mm-hmm. where you'd see these guys in business suits, and I have some video of it, mm-hmm. and they are playing these games. It looks fake. They are so fast. Wow. I just I can go on for hours, I mean, about it. but any, anyways, yeah. Um, you're talking, uh, so you're so talking um, into it. so back to this. Yeah, right? back yeah. to back to our Jocko. The go 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 okay. from Jocko discipline. Now. This is my this is my synopsis of this. First off, what I do like about it mm-hmm. is it's not like cloyingly sweet. Yeah, right. And it's not fake sweet with the sugar free stuff, right? You right. Because oh, you can also it can be worse taste. with yeah. the sugar free yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty clean. It's not too sweet. It definitely tastes. Uh, Arnold Palmerish. I'm gonna have to give it time to see if the cognis- the cognitive and the physical force multiplier kick in. Yeah, I just like that that phrase: physical and cognitive force multiplier. That's right. I'm like, about. It to sounds multiply. like I'm about to go yeah. mess somebody up. Or so something. I don't know. <laughs> it's good. I I, I would want to know what the other flavors are. This is not. That's what I want to know because I don't like this. I don't care for the flavor <laughs> that much. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, thank I, you for I, it. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. It's I, I don't monk fruit that you're tasting. It probably is. It, it, to seriously. me, it does have an artificial like sweetener aftertaste to yeah. it, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. And I don't like this particular flavor. I'd want to try yeah. those other flavors yeah, yeah. because oh, you're yeah. right. It's pretty clean. It's almost see my big my big drink right now is um, uh, highballs. Oh, okay, you okay. Like highballs. It's like yeah. a carbonated water. Yeah, it's just carbonated caffeine. water with caffeine in yeah. it. Yeah, and this is almost on that with a little bit of flavoring. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't really dig the flavor. Yeah, it's not my go-to flavor. I could drink it, and I've had a lot of a lot more worse yeah. drinks. So if I had to choose, like I would just go with Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know any of the other flavors, but right, right, uh, I'm definitely I would try whatever yeah. else yeah. that they have. So that's that's. I, I mean, I've tried a couple different of the Origin products. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, that make that, and I've liked it. I mean, I've used the Malk. Liked it. I used the Joint Warfare. I haven't used that. Okay. Really okay. good stuff. I, I feel like right. it benefited me. Gotcha. And then I've got uh, some of the jeans, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking it's about good that. good stuff. Yeah. I like it. I, I, I like it. We were talking about the hundred and some odd dollar jeans. And That's like, right. I want to support them. Mm-hmm. So I said to my wife, I'm going to spend more than a hundred dollars on a pair of jeans. I think and I thought I'd get some resistance. And she said, she, she said, buy two. She's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the, uh, didn't, didn't origin do, uh, some rash guards with Gracie Baja. Um, they did. Um, I didn't like the design of them. Okay. Um, he okay. has a, a different design. I have, I have like the spats and the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the design just didn't, I didn't think it was all that great. Sure. Um, I like some of their other designs. Um, yeah, I don't know how they did something with, because I was like, all right, let's see I their geese. Let's thought, get the geese out. Yeah. And then we didn't get any geese. Yeah, it's It'd weird. It'd be cool if they did the geese, because they're actually be cool. looming everything here. Right. That's Which is so cool. really, yeah, really Everything unusual, that they yeah. make is made yeah. here in, yeah. in the U.S. I'm going to get a pair of boots from them. I just have to get... I'm going to order the bison boots is what I'm going to go with. Okay. A lot I don't of know the geese come from like Indonesia or something like that, right? Or Pakistan. Pakistan, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, a lot okay. of them. Yeah. So Gracie Baja right now, from what I understand, that they're manufacturing a lot of their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised within a year from now, they're probably going to have like their own jeans and wow. all kind, all kinds of craziness. So they're, they're really expanding out. And hmm. as much as they were being, they were criticized before for some of their, um, I'm not going to say marketing practices, but structuring of jujitsu. Uh-huh. Now everybody wants to do what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, because they got the red business model. It's funny how that works, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You yeah. become the outlier that's yeah. just dropping truth and people get mad about it. Yeah. And they finally wake up. 
Yeah. Because I even said it on the like the first or the second one we did together was like I don't really like the you have to wear my stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. hate it, and I think I've. But now everybody's said, doing it. They're smart. I knew they were smart yeah. when when they were doing it. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like you just get used to it. You mm-hmm. know, because we're here for jujitsu. You're not really about like what are you wearing? Like cool rash guard, but also check out this joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, thanks for doing the taste test with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for supplying. You know, yeah, and you. Um, you guys, I, I, I don't know. I like to support those people. There's so many products out there, and there's so many things to choose from. I, I just like to support those people that, um, you know, are on a daily basis making an impact. Yeah. Um, so check out Moonhead. <laughs> yeah, check out Moonhead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. and uh, you know, check Shirts out Jocko. Are on sale. Yeah. yeah, I gotta get some. Yeah, yeah, same. I know. I saw the link uh, yesterday. I was like, okay, we'll we'll, we'll get you the link, and we'll definitely dive into that a little bit more on our next podcast too. Yep. Um, so going back, um, talking about depression and leadership, um, as far as, so this is something I struggle with. Okay. And I, th- I figure, you know, it's like that thing I always say, if, uh, if you, like when you were in elementary school mm-hmm. and you had the teacher said, if you have a question, raise your hand because your question is probably the same question a lot of other people. Right. Mm-hmm. So when, it, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to this. Mm-hmm. When you are kind of dealing with the blues and you're down, mm-hmm. all all the way from that, because I could tell you I've suffered from that, mm-hmm. that definitely without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I say like I never suffered with severe depression. Yeah, I've never never contemplated suicide. I've mm-hmm. never been uh, unable to wake up from bed. Mm-hmm. I've never been able not to get up from bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have walked around very apathetic and mm-hmm. just kind of bluesy, and things weren't. And and you get out of it. Mm-hmm. But when you do have that. From that all the way to whatever is on the upper other end of the spectrum, how do you deal with that with your family? Like, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. because if you hide, I in one way I feel like I don't want to make anyone else stressed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if they think that the breadwinner is going down, mm-hmm. I don't want that to create more stress and turn creating more stress for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids. It's kind of like my kids always say, oh, we, we've never seen you cry. We've never seen you cry. I don't want to give that to them. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. Just because, and they have, they have. Yeah. Like when my mom died. I mean, they they, they, they saw that. You know, we had like a little, little get together. And I actually cry a lot. I'm actually a crier. Mm-hmm. They just don't see that. So is that a good or a bad thing? So if you're having these things that we're saying are natural, part of the normal human experience, yeah. but yet you feel that expressing them to your family is going to cause more problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't even know if that's a direct question. Yeah, I, I think I think what you're potentially nodding to is is it okay to show the chink in the armor? Yeah. Is that right? Very well put. Okay. I think well for me, I can't not be that way. Okay. Because I don't want to put on a false sense of reality. Meaning I have two girls, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I'll cry I cry. I'm a crier. Right. I'm also a complete dick sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So sure. there's a spectrum. Yeah. I want my girls and my wife and my friends to know that I'm going to be real all the time and that what I'm going through, I'm just going through it. You might have gone through it or you might be going through it. Yeah. Right? So I feel for me, I can't not be anything but just really open. Yeah. And say, hey, I'm not perfect. Right. I do not have it figured out. Right. No. I'm trying to I'm trying to be better today than I was yesterday and tomorrow I'm going to try to do that as well. So, like I've had to put things in my life in terms of the structure 
that I think that now Melinda and my girls know that I have to do this for for me to be best for them. Sure. Right. Yes. So I have to invest time in me so that the return is good for them. Yeah. And I just feel like I need to be open with that. So, I mean, there have been times yeah. where, you know, but let, me, let me back up. I, f- I found that if I if I have a, c- a couple of little placeholders in my life and they're operating. What do you mean by placeholders? So, like. If, you you if, got gears turning. They're yeah, keeping the machine if, going. If I'm exercising regularly, if I'm eating a good diet. Mm-hmm. if I'm Okay, gotcha, gotcha. If gotcha, I'm doing yes, these yes, things, yes. Yeah. right, and if I start to feel a little down or whatever, mm-hmm. oh, let's go check those. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Is the picture level? Is it square? Sure. It's I gotcha. Not. Okay, let's level that up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of that is like I'll. I'll tell my girls, I, I'm, I don't feel good today. I'm really sad, and here's why. Yeah. Right. Really. But don't let that affect you. Right. Oh, You're gonna be sad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. That's it's a part of life. Find people like that. That is not the norm. <laughs> yeah, you're all. right because the no. big thing is with, with me. <laughs> you're right, and you're doing the right thing because you know I do overnights and things like mm-hmm. that, and then um, I'll just won't go to sleep. And, you know, you'll, my wife will be like, you need to go to bed. I'm like, I don't get tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't get tired. No, no, no. That's false. Yeah. Right. And so my kids walk around going, like, I'll see Jackson. He'll be like, I'm not kidding. The kid's like exhausted. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, you feeling tired, man? He's like, no, I don't get tired. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck. What am I teaching you? God yeah. damn it. <laughs> so in an effort to look stronger, it's probably not a good thing. I don't know. See, I think there's like a time and place. Like, I don't... Going back to what we were talking about earlier, like lying to yourself, you know, like I, I, I try and tell my kids right now, my, my daughter, she's almost uh, four. My son, he's two and a half. And, you know, she started lying already. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, did you do this? She's like, nope. She mm-hmm. looked me dead in the eye. Nope. Yep. I'm yep. like, I just watched you. I'm going to give you one more chance. Mm-hmm. Did you do it or not? So I've tried to explain to a three and a half year old, like what lying is. Um, but it's like, if you can figure it <laughs> out so, now. It's so natural though. That's it what is. they it's do. It's easy to yeah. lie. Yeah. But, um, you know. I think the only time in my life that I realized like lying to yourself is a good thing is like on the mats because the way I've, I've learned to be better at like jujitsu or whatever is as soon as I step on the mat, I'm going to be the last one to step off. Mm. And if you ask me at any point in time during our role, if I'm tired, I will tell you, no, I could be ready to die and I will tell you no. And that's only to keep me going because I know if I start telling, did you say that the other night? Other night I was somebody said, professor asked me if I was tired and I said no sir I don't know were you there for yeah, that? yeah I yeah, think yeah. I was yeah, yeah I was yeah, like yeah, nope yeah, not yeah, tired or whatever because yeah, he saw yeah. me watching the clock uh, and he, he had messed with the clock and I was like did you switch it because we had thirty oh, seconds left that was left. me swearing I was like uh, he hasn't even started the fucking clock yet yeah because yeah. I, I was like it's at four and a half minutes he's like you tired and I was like no no I'm not tired like why would you ask that but I mean that's what's kept me because I know if I get in my head because I like I said I live there I live in my head and if I start saying damn I'm tired all my muscles are weak. Like that affects me to no end. Okay, let, let me switch things around a, yeah. a little bit. Go ahead uh, uh, for you mm-hmm. because you're in a little bit of a different situation. Okay, because your wife works in a very high stress job. Yeah, she's the breadwinner. She's, she's gone a lot. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of the kids most of the time. Yeah. Um, when things start getting to when and and I'm sure you're probably it's probably a little bit of role reversal because I'll tell you like when Amy tells me something's wrong with the trees in the backyard mm-hmm. you can care less <laughs> just fix it whatever right now i'm giving a very blank stare on my face yeah mm-hmm. yeah now i've learned throughout time that that's important to her because that's sure. her thing 
Yeah. And, and, and it's so bad of me to have that type of reaction. I do remember several years ago, I was leaving, I was in a very high stress job. Mm-hmm. Um, I was running a department at that time at a very young age. I was the youngest director at this place has ever, ever had, mm-hmm. had a lot of, I was trying to climb up that ladder mm-hmm. and do everything. I remember one day leaving and she was talking about, and we lived on a golf course at that time and we had these huge trees cause you had to have them on the tree line. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were these black walnuts and I guess they were, oh, I don't know, yeah. they were doing all kinds of crap. And I just got into my car and I said, I don't give a fuck about a black walnut tree. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go take care of somebody who's dying. Yeah. And I just got in my car. Mm-hmm. Right. It was not the best response. By So, but those black walnut trees were her life. It was her that she was doing to try to keep this family, not just that, but everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you're in a similar situation like that where your wife could very easily say about your stress. Well, I'm just taking care of somebody who's dying of cancer today. Yeah. So how are you with your things that you're dealing with? Do you, do you have any, reservations about expressing that to her do you try to keep it to yourself do you what what is your and if you don't want to go into i totally get oh it, no man. dude you I, know? i'm i'm open book for the most part um because I, I could see how there's a lot of stress there on the opposite side oh, where dude. she's dealing with so much yeah i don't want to can i don't want to talk about this with her so i i bottle everything up to begin with like that's i've always been that way i i not really a, a talker per se. Like yeah. I, I do with people that I'm really comfortable with. But it takes a lot. But it takes. You're a like lot. me. You don't yeah. have a lot of friends. I mean, I don't know. No, I, no, you, I don't. You, I yeah, I think we're very similar in that. Very it takes a lot to get. Circle. Yeah, right, like, right, right. Very small circle. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I've had a job for I don't know how. I don't know. First job was 12 or 13, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I worked. I, I was never without a job except for like one month of being an adult that mm-hmm. I was in between jobs. And then we had you know our first child. And we did the whole, I say coin toss and Kira's always like, it's not a coin toss. It was a coin toss whether or not I stopped working or we sent them to daycare. Yes. Um, she's always made better money than me. And like, that was never like, is she going to quit or am I going to quit? Uh-huh. It's a coin toss of if I was going to quit or we're going to send the kids to daycare. We decided that it would make more sense and that we would prefer for me to raise our kids for a little while yeah. instead of just sending them to daycare. Cause we both had jobs where we were working quite a bit and I had quite a bit of overtime. Um, sometimes that, you know, we wouldn't have been able to get to the kids mm-hmm. and also be effective at the jobs that we have. Um, so I took, I took that role thinking like, Oh yeah, this will, this will be fine. This will be great. I love kids. You mm-hmm. know, um, I'd babysat kids when I was younger. It was like, I had some experience with that, um, of just being around kids for longer extended periods mm-hmm. of time. I get into this role and dude, I can't tell you like the first time, I don't know how many months old my daughter was, not very old. And dude, I just bawled. Mm. I was like, this is so fucking stressful. Mm-hmm. Like trying to communicate with another human being that cannot <laughs> communicate back to you. That just screams. I'm, I'm sorry. Dude. I'm sorry I'm laughing. No, no, no. Go ahead and it's laugh just, because it's, it's funny now. Yeah. In the moment, I probably would have been like, you're such an asshole for laughing at me. But yeah. dude, like it now I can no, laugh No, no. I it. was there. I, dude, I remember. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's, I just... You, I'm so glad I'm it. done with that shit. Dude, I told you, like, we have two kids and that's all. Like, you know, that's, that. It will, we'll never have, like, another kid, yeah. another baby. Because I was like, one, I was kind of well, a hard number on. Two, I was like, all right, we're done, done. And she yeah. was too, but. So you can see, like, from a stress standpoint, outside of COVID, outside of all the social stuff, outside of all the political stuff, outside of everything else that's going on. Yeah. For those people having babies, the loss of the baby within the belly. Yeah. That loss of that, that beautiful thing where you're walking around and it's a part of you. Now yeah. it's gone. Yeah. And now the stress of the crying baby, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, I mean, I've always said like, you know, 
to strike a child is one of the I, it's the most appalling, deplorable. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is the, one of the most heinous crimes next to sexual crimes I can think of in my head. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, I can see that the person that struck that baby probably wasn't the person that you thought. Mm-hmm. They changed the, the, the mindset, mm-hmm. the stress. Oh, dude, it puts you in a totally depression. different Yes, that's what I was about to say. And, yeah. and luckily, we do have this thing called postpartum depression yeah. that we do feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking about that people do come out and talk about mm-hmm. that they're open about talking about it yeah. and the concept of a screaming crying baby that you can't communicate with the stress level that it creates yeah. more and more people are talking about that mm-hmm. um and i think that's a good thing and it's a real yeah. thing and i'm glad i don't have to deal with it anymore god yeah dude i'm i'm so glad my, my son's two and he's at least verbal and <laughs> you know he has a really good vocabulary for a two-year-old but before that even with him it's like i got out of it with my daughter i'm able to rationalize for the most part with her she's mm-hmm. sassy but she can she knows how to rationalize but then it was my son like he was getting to that stage i'm like dude i'm back in the same spot again yeah. and uh just kind of like wrap that part up it was it was very hard for me at sometimes to like to be able to tell my wife like i've had a really rough day mm-hmm. you know because i didn't want her to think like she's had a rough day obviously i know what she does at work i know that she's constantly getting nagged and, you know, we were finally able came, able to come to a point where she would, you know, we talked about it and it was, you know, stressful for me and I needed my outlets, but it's also, my wife has zero downtime. Mm-hmm. You know, she goes to work, she's dealing with all of her providers, her nurses that she's trying to like middleman between mm-hmm. everybody. She comes home, baby wants her attention, you know, daughter wants her attention, I want her attention, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, when and does she, she just, get to breathe? She just wants to check out. Yeah, she just on. wants to go sit on the couch and just watch a show and not even really watch it, just kind of like, just blank mm-hmm. out but for But then you minutes. don't get to check out. So, and that was the thing of like, I didn't want to tell her like, I need time to check out when I knew she needed time to check out. But she also, she's a very good partner and I couldn't ask for somebody better to do this whole dance of life with because like, she would always say like, okay, go to jujitsu, mm-hmm. like take your time. You know, and she didn't really have a, a hobby per se or something like that where she yeah, would yeah. go check out and go do. So well, that's good that she allowed you to do that when she didn't have a hobby. Yeah, it, my, that, it that, was that's very tough. helpful for me that she was able to like. Uh, she's kind of taken a backseat in some things that I don't think in other relationships would have happened. So um, yeah, you know, it, it, long story short, uh, that partnership's worked out great. Kind of like you said with your wife, like you understand each other enough mm-hmm. that, and you're able to communicate. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's the thing that I can say, babe, I'm depressed. I need to talk about this. Like, let's just get it out. And then, you know, we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, I, I never had that. So, well, we're, we're definitely going to do a second. Yeah. Second group part of on, this. On, Cause yeah. I, I'm sure I'm going to get some questions and you guys remember old dog BJJ, um, at gmail.com. Send your questions. Um, we might even have, we're definitely going to have a second part to this because I do, there's so many other subjects I want to go into, you know, the internet, has it been good? It hasn't been bad, mm-hmm. you know, the expectations, but I think the bottom line is we're all, we're all susceptible to dealing with depression. We're all yeah. susceptible to these things hitting us. Um, I was going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you finish. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to throw in a couple things real quick. Um, just Sorry to wrap this completely. up. Oh, no, no, no. We're totally fine. This, there's so much information that I, I just had on this. Um, but we'll just say like, you know, if you don't have, um, uh, I, I don't know. I keep saying focus group, not focus group, uh, just a community, cir- yeah, like a, yeah, circle yeah, a circle of people that you feel like you could talk to. Um, there's definitely, you know, uh, helplines out there that are free. Don't require any kind of, uh, really giving in information. You know, um, there's, uh, veterans crisis line there's a suicide a national suicide prevention lifeline um you know those numbers that you can call 
and there's also the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Um, all of those are definitely ones that you could call. So the Suicide Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, uh, their phone number is one 800 662 help uh so 1-800-662-4357 and then the other one um the veterans crisis line and the national suicide prevention lifeline are the same it's 1-800-273-TALK that's 1-800-273-8255 so if you don't want to talk to anybody that's you know your friends family your co-workers or whatever you just feel embarrassed to talk about it or you know whatever whatever is in your head of why you don't want to talk to somebody you can pick up the phone and just call somebody random that's not going to judge you for any you know any reason and just get it off your chest you know and that that tends to be the fir- the good first step i would say yeah. is just to just get your feelings out there you know and, and if you're listening to the podcast the chances are now i strange enough maybe through the nurses my nurses at work or mm-hmm. whatever we do have a good group of people that don't actually practice jujitsu that listen to us right um so which is really strange and, and and awesome at the same time but i know the vast majority of people listening are jujitsu practitioners so you already have such an amazing outlet of friends and mm-hmm. people listen if i i've been to a lot of schools all across the country and there's a commonality of brotherhood sisterhood family that comes with any Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I am emphasizing that Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Really, mm-hmm. it's any combat sport, but Brazilian jiu-jitsu group that is together. And you do have a community of people, and I guarantee you, you know, estimates are one out of every three people show clinical signs and symptoms yep. of depression and anxiety right. during this COVID time. And if they're showing signs, that's not everyone. It's like seeing one cockroach, you know, that's mm-hmm. a thousand other ones, right? Mm-hmm. right? So um, there's probably half, if not more, mm-hmm. that have been able to have gone through something. So these are close people and, and sometimes I, you know, I, I was always, I've always been that person where when a neighbor uh, says, Hey, can I help you? Can I help you? I'm like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. And I, I read a couple of places that the best way to bond a friendship is just when a neighbor says, Hey, can I have to say yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're and to, like, what? Yeah. But that's so true. And mm-hmm. when you go looking for help, believe it or not, if they've stepped into that academy, they're a helper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a good person. Mm-hmm. If they, especially if they, and I'll say, I'll say this much, if they're wearing, a, if they're wearing anything like blue or higher, that means they've committed to being there. Mm-hmm. That's a good person. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, sure. they're there. Okay. They're there for you. So reach out, go to class, get out of bed, make it happen mm-hmm. because you're the only one that can break that cycle. Mm-hmm. And if you're in jujitsu, man, you got 80% of the game one right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the best therapy in the world. That's sugar-free drug-free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it comes with a few injuries every once in a while, sure, yeah. but get your so mind in the life. right. Yeah. So does <laughs> get your mind in the right space. Yeah. The, uh, the last thing I did want to add in here, we'll talk yeah, yeah, about yeah, this. You have a lot, we got to do this again. Cause coach has a ton, a ton of notes <clears throat> here that we, I neglected to go over. Yeah. That, well, we didn't really have time for it. I mean, we usually try and hit like an hour and a half and I think we're, we're close to that anyway. But, uh, in part two, I definitely want to talk about how, uh, depression affects memory loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really realize that until I started reading, yeah. you know, about, you know, how, how those two things go together sure. and uh i definitely want to dive into some of that because uh, i think that's super important um and it kind of touches back on like everything's beige mm-hmm. um and how it affects like sure you might remember going to the grand canyon but you, don't, you may not remember you know how you felt or like mm-hmm. this awesome meal you had while you were there like you might remember being in a place but not the details of the place yeah. mm-hmm. and uh i think we could do a deep dive into yeah, into that absolutely. for sure so 
Well, Trey, I, I know you're crunched for time, so thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you so, so much for coming, yeah. man. Yeah. And I hope you would be open to coming back. Totally. Um, and uh, sharing your story with us, because yeah. um, even if it impacts one person, yeah, that's amazing. That's that's yeah. more than it, it, it is. It, it really, really is yeah. to be able to impact one person. It's just it's. It's you can't ask for anything more. It's, it's the best. Well, I wanted to just say thank you guys for inviting me. Yeah, this yeah. was really cool. I hope that I was able to bring some sort of value or something. To oh that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. As long as I hit save and <laughs> I, my computer has enough memory, yeah, all yeah. the other mistakes we've made, yeah, I think no. we're okay. I, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I did want to just say that uh-huh. if if anybody listening to this, if you if you are depressed or you feel like you're depressed, I know you guys said to talk to somebody. The first mm-hmm. thing I say is. You're not alone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're not broken. You're not at a point of no return. Yeah. Just check your ego and talk to somebody. Yeah. You'll yeah. be fine. You're going to be fine. You're just in a freaking slump. Yeah. That's everything's all. fixable. Everything's fixable. So I, just, I would just encourage you to do that. Awesome, yeah. man. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds great. Awesome. Cool. All Thanks right. again. Yeah. yeah no, thank our you. pleasure. Our pleasure. And so with that, we'll say goodbye and y'all just keep training. Thanks for listening.